You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 211 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell. With me today, I have... Ben Meredith. Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. And Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan. Sell side, madam. Ugh, and Azu. Ugh, gross. <laughs> so, I believe I left you covered in blood and still technically bleeding, Helen? Can I ask a favour of you for the sake of making everything easier? Hmm? Can I ask a heal check of you? Because if you can make the heal check to stop the bleeding, then I don't have to just tell you that you're dead because you forgot to deal with it in a little bit. Yes. Okay. Um, That is a 22 on the heal check. Okay, cool. You managed to quite straightforwardly stop the bleeding. Um, you are now no longer taking further damage. I will now continue and just say that you're doing that as this progresses. I just didn't want to tell you, oh, you're, oh, you're dead. Okay, cool. Okay. As a note, I am now on 69 hit points. Nice. 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 I mean, not not nice, but yeah. also nice. <laughs> so I believe I left you specifically covered in blood and I left everyone else watching a cloud of blood-ish, sort of, burst into flames, only to be followed by the words... Enough. Enough. And we all heard that, right? You all heard that, and it's coming from the direction that you are heading towards. So the direction that the icy skeleton moved down. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, I, I definitely think that was the thing that was f- following us. It 
smelt the same and it sounded that that breathing sound was the same. That was not pleasant. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, look, we're not done here. Are you? Are we? Are we good? Because there's still things. Apologies. Uh, and then there's a click of fingers or something from far down the corridor, and then you hear a as a light flicks on, a, a, a flaming sort of light turns on at the far end of the corridor, then works its way down, and the statues that have lost all their things, they've lost all their features that you're stood behind, a, a flame appears where once their hands might have held it. Right. Uh, I would like to note, I'm still invisible. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, that statue, by the way, now that you can see it in light, technically you're wearing goggles, I'll let you put them on or off as you see fit for anyone who does. That is just a wash with blood. Like, just flat everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like holding my glaive like down the tunnel. Of, it's on fire. Um, yeah. The lights are on. I mean, technically everyone except Zolf and uh, Skrark is still invisible as well. Mm. Uh, there's no speaker within sight of uh, where you can see via the light and so on. Also, no Skellington. Yeah. I whispered to Zolf, what What should I do? Should Don't I? Know. Okay. Should we talk to it? It's the way we got to go. What do you want? I would not offer you harm. Well, you just... Was that your... Uh, was that your pet? Yes. So that sounded quite har- harmful. I could hear what it was saying, and it, it was very much... It was extremely harmful. Mistaken, I would assure you. Do you want to heal us to to make up for it? Yes, you should do that. Would that I could. Who the hell are you? Yes, that's a good question. Approach when thou art ready. Is this going to be King Arthur? (laughs) I'm going to be extremely upset. Are Um, are you alright, Azu? No. Sorry. Well, I can't see myself, but I expect... My armour is ruined and I don't feel very well. Zolf, can you can you help me with I I took some I'm hurt. Uh no, not not now. I hadn't prepared it. We'll have to wait. That's alright. Quick question. Con drain and con damage, are they healed in different ways? Because I took con damage. Con drain? and con damage have the same effect. Con drain doesn't come back on its own, con damage does. If you were to have a long sleep, you'd probably get most of the way back. Can I heal myself to get con back? Depending on what healing you've got, but I doubt. Not without I've only lesser, got, lesser, you've lesser got restoration. blood restock as, an, <laughs> as an ability. The spells that normally do it are restoration, or something akin yeah, to it's that. The th- it's the thing I could prepare, but I haven't today, so we need to wait till tomorrow. Okay. All right, that's okay. That's that's good. Um, I'm extremely angry about that. Valid, Val- valid. That is very valid. What, what did it do to your armor? Well, it's covered in blood now, which I don't like. Oh. I don't like have, like when I haven't put it there. Well, we can definitely we can definitely clean that for you. I'm not sure if we're still invisible or not. <laughs> I, I am. As it was invisible, but the alcove that she was stood in right. looks like she exploded. <laughs> it is Tarantino-esque, laughable amounts of blood. <laughs> look, the real okay. the real question is here, do we turn back or do we keep going? This still looked like the right idea from the, the, the Greek, but 
I think we might have to pass through wherever this is his domain to get there. I think we should talk to the thing. Yes, let's carry uh, on. Then I guess we would st- Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not going first. Not with Babbage. No, I'll go in front of you. I mean, this seems to be a talking encounter, so Hamid is going to stride confidently forward, <laughs> possibly still invisible. <laughs> and now that I've drawn out your squishy talkers... Pew, 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 pew. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, how long has it been? So invisibility, remember, we had about ten minutes. Less than five. Okay. Well, Hamid is going to walk forward confidently, invisible and still, and say, Hello. As it's going to be invisibly backing you up. We're, uh, we're, we'd like to pass through, please. Of course. Wouldst thou converse before thou move on? Very well. Who am I speaking with? Continue through corridors, and we will meet soon. For now thou canst call me Jeff. Are you kidding? Nope. It's like Jeffrey and Monmouth or something? What was Chaucer's first name? Jeffrey. Right. Uh, I guess we continue. Yeah. Mm. Half of us are invisible. I'm sure it'll be fine. Azu is still invisibly, absolutely sopping wet in blood. Do you leave bloody footprints? I would like that. You absolutely would. <laughs> Unless you actively take steps not to, there are bloodied footsteps materialising as you walk along the corridor. I'm, I'm following the footsteps because now I know where Azu is. <laughs> <laughs> Skark is visible and will be out front You will again. have a moment of going, I tell you what, just looking at bloodied footprints of Azu's size, that is a... You, you could be terrifying <laughs> when you choose to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, heading along the corridor, it takes a, a small dip downwards, so a lot of the sight lines have been lost, but the, the fires are still lit. Wild is obviously accompanying along. He, he mentions that he's dispelled his illusion because it all feels a bit kind of superfluous at this point. Yeah. Mm. And as you head down the lip, you come up to a large set of double doors. Uh, they appear to be like uh, old English oak. They don't have anything elaborate scrawled in, so they're just big doors. And your Skellington friend is uh, stood in front of them, just staring blankly at all of you. And as the first visible members of the party dip below, it just sort of steps, still completely silently, to the side to allow you to pass through the doors. Is it still really cold as we go past? Yes. Another servant of yours, I suppose? There's no answer that time. Fair enough. Or maybe this is this is the voice person. Can I get knowledge religion from anyone that has it? Yeah. Let's see. What else did I sleep through? Nine. Wow. Ten. That is... 29. 29. Wow. I hate that you've basically been like, you seem to be forgetting a lot of things about seminary school. Would you like me to learn it for you? <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> cool. Right, yeah, it's okay. I've got you covered. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I imagine that, like, Cell basically found some dusty books. <laughs> Cell is one of those well-meaning but utterly insufferable in certain situations, I can tell. God. No, no, it's that thing, like, and I have literally done this where... Somebody that I want to spend time with shows interest in a thing. I go away and I learn about that thing so that we can discuss it. And then I come back and they're just like, oh, because I'm just like, the thing! <laughs> and and then as like I'm crushing their little, you know, interest with my overly keen info slurping. Aww. So for Cell specifically on this one, I'm afraid... 
you have been mentally cross-referencing the behaviour of this creature with your knowledge of undead that you have been accruing as a result of uh, attaching stuff. You can make an educated guess that, based on other stories that you heard, it's more holistic, it's not just, oh, I read this in a book. You think this is probably a mindless creature that's working to the whims of something else. I perfectly allow, like, Azu and Zolf to make that mm. assumption, but... Oh, it's yeah. Com- <laughs> but it's coming. question. <laughs> yeah, but my point is is that from Cell's perspective, it's coming from a, like, I'd, I'd bet the farm on this creature mm. isn't capable of, of anything, really. Ah. This is wind-driven. <laughs> it's a technical term. It's a skeleton. <laughs> They're never in it charge. Is, it is a skeleton. <laughs> That's true. So, heading towards the door, it is by the door, and it is uncomfortably cold, and the door is clearly, like, frosted over slightly, but do you open? Yeah. Scrot kind of gives a look to uh, the people that Scrot can see, being like, do we do, we do the trap thing, or, or do we not? I'm not... This, is gonna, this hasn't gone how I expected. I, I think we should check... Not to insult our our host, but uh, you know sometimes things that may have been left there for a long time can accidentally be left and cool. And I'll tra- just like I'll just check the uh, door. Then yeah, just in, just in case you know something. Very quickly, the mm-hmm. turns around and goes. It's just a really scary door. Oh, open yeah. it then. <laughs> Scrock manages to start pushing it open slowly. It is a heavy door that's helps, frosted as shut. As immediately helps. And it's like, oh, whoops, forgot. Un- under Scrock's breath. Thank you. <laughs> the, the door's kind of... <laughs> grind, not grind, but you know when it's like it's it's expanded in the damp mm. or something, it's jarring just a little bit. But it does open enough for you to see inside into a very large irregular space. It is lit with the same kind of bluish flames that have been lighting earlier. Seemingly at random locations. The first impression is an Escher painting. Where it's all like geometric shapes and curves. To be clear, it isn't though an impossible structure. It's not like a planar warping or anything like that. But that's a first impression. And then as your eyes adjust, it's realising that what you're looking at is a good chunk of the very like bones of London from underneath so lots of like curved arches supporting things because there shouldn't be a large empty space here to be clear but seemingly there is and it appears to be a sort of in between space it's not a sewer it's not like a series Hmm. of rooms it's it's like someone's hollowed it, out around the foundations uh, of the building. It's like there was a sinkhole an enormous long time ago and someone went, yeah, we can probably we can probably prop this up using masonry and did so. Mm. And you're in the mm. sinkhole itself. That's the best description I can give you. It doesn't appear to have like a, a specific structure or anything like that. And the flames are being lit at random locations with the odd, again, kind of non-statue holding the lights. Thou wouldst descend at thy leisure. Right. Ascend where? Upwards. Fellow upwards. Yes, I, I know the meaning of the word ascend. <laughs> are there stairs? There are many. However, this is not a planned space. It's not like, there's your main stairway. It's like, there's a stairway up here. Okay, we could probably cross that arch, get up there, and then double... Okay, right, if we go that way. It's a right. lot of, like, stairways to get to the various arches when they were building it, probably, that have made for a little bit of an upwards maze. It looks like like there are clear routes up, but in terms of like what is the route, it's going to take a little while of just traipsing. Okay. I guarantee uh, thou wilt be undisturbed for the ascent. Right. 
that that sounds like you're leaving the possibility of disturbing us after um, the ascent. I don't know if that's uh, are you just are you going to be friendly? When Many that see me are often disturbed. I can't not promise oh, okay. the alternative. Okay. Right. Uh, Azu is going to stomp off to the nearest thing. Like she is. I'll stomp off behind the footprints. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody stomps. Squish, 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 splash. So obviously, while is walking along with the party, sort of looking around, and just sort of mutters to the group in general. So this feels like it's going to be another theatrical one, or is that just me? No. <laughs> Anyone have any ideas? Let I'll it, admit, Jeff threw me a little bit. Let mm. it talk itself out and we'll see what happens. Either we fight it or we don't, but we've got to go this way. Uh, just to just to add, I had uh, comprehend languages, uh, chugged chugged one of them, and so when, when he said nuff at the end, uh, that was just nuff. doesn't doesn't mean anything in, in given any the, language. Yeah, given a speech pattern from Jeff, I would imagine that was him saying enough. Um, I guess so. Nuff. Yeah. Apostrophe N-U-F-F, right? Nuff. I feel like I've gotten drunk on Nuff before now, but it's not... <laughs> it just has that feel of the word, you know? He seems to have a slight nervous energy that you're not used to with Wild. Right. <laughs> he's being out Tends to take things in stride, so he's just being... A, he's, he seems to have a little nervous energy to it. Cool. Well, in that case, I'm going to allow people to start ascending, if, if you will. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the skellington doesn't move. It, it just stays out the door. The door's left open. And as you ascend, there's a couple of false turns where it's like, cool, this is just, this just leads to this wall. There are a few notes not in Greek. What old languages do people speak? Any like, um, nah. basically any old Englishes or anything like that? No. Nah. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Basically, you get the impression that there's a few like Dave was here equivalents <laughs> that have been uh, carved in, like very common in old masonry, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. There's a few of those dotted around the place, but there's no more signs of like the posh Greek stuff and yeah heading up after a couple of uh, wrong turnings you do notice that the lights lower down extinguish themselves as you ascend it's lighting itself so that you can ascend but of your re- out of your range it's sort of extinguishing itself hmm. very soon you find yourself up at the top of this sinkhole it's not that high it's maybe 100 foot 150 tops but that's unusual for this part of London like that's a that's a big space to have been managed to leave undisturbed Mm -hmm. and um, you find yourself facing an equivalent set of uh, double doors which are clearly the only doors up here like you've you've, the paths have narrowed till there's just one I have to say I like the decor scrot oh yeah on it yeah on it like you know there's just a sense of drama and intrigue no trap this is it's not locked but this is a door that wants to be locked from like this side just I I can tell the way it's been made it it, it wants to be opened and closed from this side right but it's it's not locked so we're not going to be unlocking something no no it just is but if it closes behind us we might not be able to get back out but again only way so I reckon we just go through and see what happens yes Azu gets her axe out alright then Scrap kind of Starts pushing, ready for it to be as stiff as the last one, but actually it's it's fine, and he, he uh, pushes it open. Revealing on the other side, 
what appears to be a far more worked stone room. Whereas before it's been sort of, you know, functional masonry, a lot of that. Mm -hmm. This is more, you know, flagged stones. The uh, archways are in much better condition. And generally speaking, it looks like someone made this well and then left it as is. Um, It heads off beyond the range of your dark vision, but it has slight movements to the air as well that you haven't had through all of this ascent. This has been a very, very, like, sealed unit you've been moving through, whereas this feels ever so slightly more open, maybe. That's good. Um, Also, I'm guessing now our invisibility has worn off with the ascent being a... It will have done at this point. And for flavour... Azu is full Tarantino, unless someone uh, (laughs) does a prestidigitation or similar. Hamid will. Hamid will absolutely prestidigitate to help uh, Azu clean off the armour. Cool. Thank you. Azu will have an ugly temporary mark on the face from where all the bleed was like a like a bruise you could probably mask it with a prestidigitation if you want but just as an fyi that'll be there oh as it doesn't mind injuries she does mind her special holy armor that she recently got as a present <laughs> immediately oh, don't worry getting about that. <laughs> don't worry about that it's 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 still glorious good uh just because uh, with the with the invisibility wearing off uh to point out as a side note i am keeping track of the time because cell chugged alchemical allocation as things were moving uh, chugged the elixir of dragon breath as an alchemical allocation um and that lasts for an hour so they can so yeah so if it's been 10 you're, minutes you're, you're still on the right side of it i'll yeah, let you know yeah, when well, it's not well they took it after we become invisible so yeah. It's been a good 25 minutes to get here, at least, because oh, okay. there's, there's been a few false turns and blah, right. blah, because it, it, okay. it wasn't built to be easily ascended. Hammer is going to cast Heroism on Skrark, because that'll have run out from earlier. You've got so many spells. <laughs> He's a magic boy. That's what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> Anyone else want to do anything before we press on? Yeah. Okay. Heading down the flagged stoneway, you notice that it looks like... Actually, you know what? Everyone give me a perception check and then I can gauge how much and how little to give. Bloody hell. Another natural 20. 32. <laughs> ben! Nice. I wow. also got another natural 20. Oh. 21. I only rolled 8, so that is 24. 30 for Skrark. Good grief! People are smashing it today. It actually is making my life real easy. I love that you roll really high when it's not life or death and when it's life or death it's lots of punishment for you. it's great I really appreciate it it's very considerate this has the feel of a crypt that someone has been messing around with there are lots of big sort of you know those stone slabs you can get at the side that would have like engraving like a mm. script or whatever that has been worked smooth again so like someone's taken the surface off all of the script or whatever that would have been there mm. there's another alcove which has another figure that would have had some kind of features that appears to have again had that erosion happen and it's walking along here it's clear that anything that has any artistic illusions has has been wiped clean so all of the like flagstones are fine all of the like the the masonry is nice and secure but someone's deliberately gone through almost with a hammer and chisel and just smoothed any identifying features as much as they could okay heading through there's a gentle airflow and you start to notice that you are entering into a larger room and I will give a description from you are within the corridor you've still got a good 15 feet before you enter it so you've not passed any kind of threshold there is laid out a medium-sized banqueting table of stone with stone chairs 
there are incredibly like dusty and basically ancient tableware laid out but with fresh food laid out upon it like there's a there's a bowl of fresh apples and so on and at the other end of it there is a seemingly a well-dressed corpse investments who gestures for you to sit with uh, a pale blue light in their eyes and uh, invites you to sit whilst just saying um, be not afraid I seek only your company and I'll take a break there mm-hmm. a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back. So creepy dinner time Mm. if people enter the room I'll give you some more descriptions but for now from the angles that's basically all you can see Hamid would like to cast detect magic yep that's fine so straight out the gate the flames I'm not even going to bother with schools you know that they're another equivalent of basic they are an interesting variant on 
oh, I forgot what it's called, like ever burning, um, ever yeah, burning sure, flames. Sure, sure. But they are they are a variant. So whoever casts that's pretty powerful because they're putting their own spin on stuff. Mm. Mm. There is waves of necromantic energy coming from within that room. Mm-hmm. However, it again, I'm doing that thing where I give more detail because I always feel these spells should have a bit more flavour than just you see this spell. It feels more ambient than directed. Yeah, yeah. Think radiation as opposed to lasers. Yeah. Mm. But like waves and waves of it are coming out from in there. To the point where, you know what? Can I get a knowledge arcana from you specifically? 34. It's unlikely that something this necromantically powerful has been active very long. It's difficult to hide this much, like, evil power mm. in a city where people live both beneath ground and above ground. Like, And we're somewhere in the middle of those two layers. Yeah, if nothing else, you would have heard stories of, I don't know, people going missing or, you mm. know, ghosties in other London or whatever. Mm. It's slightly odd. This is very, very powerful necromancy, and that normally comes with, you know, head not upon the tour, for that is where the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It... it it feels like there's a missing element here. Mm. Whether this is an anti-magic room, whether whatever, but it it's unusual. You'd have thought you'd have heard more of something like this. I'm also going to cast detect evil. Yes, mm. off off the chain evil. Right. Hamid walks into the room. So heading into the room, you can see that you are in what appears to be a quite large sort of mausoleum for multiple people. Uh, there are sarcophagus line, sarcophagi, sorry, lined along the wall. Think big stone jobs where they have the likeness laid atop, though, not just not just sort of the smaller mm, ones. Mm. And there are a few busts laid around as well. Again, not all of them are in good condition. None of them have been smashed or anything, but all identifying features, all writing, all of the facial features on the busts, everything has been sort of cleansed from the room. If anyone knows their history, you know, there were those old art movements where they were like, we'll pretend that no one has genitals on statues and they go around, like, (laughs) getting rid of stuff. It has that kind of a feel. Someone's gone around after the fact and just probably dealt with some really, really good workmanship and just got rid of it cursorily. What a shame. The creature at the other end of the table... It's very difficult to read any kind of facial expression on due to the level of decomposition. To be clear, though, it is more skeletal and mummified than rotting okay. as such. Think dried, etc. Like, there is still something approaching, like, eyeballs there, but they're amassed by that fire. The issue is it's incredibly difficult to read any kind of facial expression because it does move and it does respond to you, but... There's not much muscle going on there. Mm. You still haven't introduced yourself. Of course. It stands... It can't push the chair back because it is stone. Gestures to itself, bows for a second. Geoffrey Chaucer. <laughs> and sits. Right. Before the other centre, as it's going to be like big, big evil energy in here. Just FYI, just FYI. Here. And then she's going to go in as well. Hammond. Where exactly are we? You will find that you are in the very depths of the Abbey. Oh, Westminster Abbey. Indeed. That's good. That's where we wanted to be. Um, We're passing through. Is that going to be an issue? That very much depends 
Wouldst thou join me for a moment of succor? I will not require you to eat, but I would make a proposal for thee. I wouldn't eat that if I were you, Hamid. You have never seen Hamid ignore food the way he is ignoring this food on this table. <laughs> Literally, he hasn't even glanced at it. He hasn't. You haven't even seen a question cross his face about whether to grab a cheeky bite of something. Like, and Thank this God. is the first time you've ever noticed that happen when there's been food right in front of him. It looks fresh, but it does not look preternaturally so. It's yeah. not like that is the most luscious apple. You just mm. want to eat it. It's more. Yep. It just looks like fresh food. That's all. Hmm. What? I would have us discuss a mutually beneficial arrangement. If we were to sit and talk with you, would that be agreeing to anything beyond a simple conversation? Not as such, no. The head sort of tilts, but there's no facial expression to read. What's your proposition? We are in a hurry. If we can... I don't think we need to sit necessarily to have a conversation. Jeff sits back down and... If thou wouldst press on without my assistance, thou wouldst find yourselves deceased quite quickly through no intervention of myself. Do you want to stop speaking in riddles and tell us what the hell is going on? Forgive me. Has been a very long time since I spoke. You seek to head upwards, yes? Yes. The way is guarded. The way is shut. It behooves me to assist you, for I believe thou wouldst clear the world of the source of my current predicament. Sorry, what's your predicament? Like, so are you... Were you not dead before and and you want to not be dead again or you were dead before and now you're not properly dead and you want to be properly dead again or what what exactly is the predicament little more than one year ago i found myself awakened Ah. stirred from my slumber for reasons beyond my ken Hmm. upon examining my surroundings i found myself enamored with the forgotten those spirits you have encountered earlier are but some of those who are now wandering these halls though truly I have no wish to return to that great darkness similarly I find myself somewhat tormented with my current he examines his his skeletal hands and the, the surroundings around him my current disillusioned state. I believe if you are heading upwards, I can assist you in your entrance into that hallowed hall and beyond in exchange for two things. First, if you are presented with the opportunity to end whatever disturbance has caused this state, I would ask that you do so. And second, if you instead find a way to elevate my current status, I would ask you to do the same. What do you want from elevation? Do you want to just live again? Live a normal life? A better life, perhaps. What does that mean? 
Does that mean the subjugation of the nation? Does that mean you get to write books? Does that mean... What does that mean? What is better to you? I pray thou never understands how it feels to be forgotten. Uh, I don't much... Fine. Okay. I would live again that I might make a name once more. Doing what? I mean, you, you, you're not forgotten. The stories you told survive to our time. I find myself somewhat disenamored with the pale echoes and ripples of my life. I would rather experience it once again. So you're an author, right? And you want to write more books then? Is that what I'm getting? Were you more than that? Did you have magical power in life as you seem to in to death? I seek not to rule, I seek to live. Okay. Here's a question. You 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 were brought back by something that wasn't you. Then. So it would seem. So you were meant to be dead. I wouldn't presume to know the purpose of the world. I was deceased, if thou is asking that. I'm going to lean into Azu and just be like, y- you know we shouldn't really be asking questions about whether somebody should be dead or not, right? Oh, sorry, you know. Chaucer. <laughs> when I sort of just... No, this was an, as an aside. Sort of like looking towards Wild, who we resurrected. <laughs> uh, give me a sense motive, uh, specifically Zolf, given that you're clued into that as a thing. Ugh, uh, 12. Even with that, Wild having a bad time of it. Mm-hmm. Well, Wild having a really, really quite poor time of it as someone who has been uh, playing around with going away and coming back. Wild is not having a good time of it at all. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, Azu's intent was to figure out if he w- was like a necromancer that like something went wrong. She wants to find out like how he died and whether he died in like an accident or mm. someone killed him or. But she's going to stop that line of questioning now (laughs) the creature just surveys you all some more you've made your request about what you want us to do what is exactly you are offering you say danger lies above this chamber what is the nature of the danger and how is it that you are able to elide it for us the creatures that prowl the tunnels ahead are not of man-made nor of the natural world creatures of claw and root yeah Clicky skeletons full of stuff. We've seen them. Indeed. Not even creatures of spirit. Well, I would offer you the aid of the creatures that seem so enamoured with myself. They will clear the way that you might proceed. I cannot promise you safety. I can promise you assistance. If you've made your request, would you mind giving us time to privately chat about our options? Of course. I wouldst advise thou not wander. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to go out the door and maybe close it. My hold upon the denizens of these places is not provided of my own volition. It seems accidental. I would not test it for your safety. Right. Um, shall we? The creature then just sort of sits, surveying you. I'm just going to excuse ourselves then, shall we? Shall we? Mm. Yes. Yep. Yep, yep, right, okay. Yep, yep. Uh, so, does the, does the big feast hall have, like, doors? It has a couple of sort of side mausoleums, you know, where it's like you have okay. your step down into, like, a private space yeah. for maybe someone <laughs> fancier or whatever. We'll take up residence in the booth. 
basically they have the standard sort of mausoleum doors I can't believe I'm saying this just because it was on TV recently they have a early Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> vibe mm. lots of small rooms with convenient doors that can be both heavy and light depending on need yeah fair enough <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, ensconce ourselves in one of those. Yeah, that's fine. The creature stands watching you leave with the head turning, kind of irrespective of the joints of the neck. Yeah. Wow. Right. I will say one last thing based on your detect magic familiar that would have been running as you went through the door. 100% of the necromantic energy is coming from that creature. Like, Mm. 100%. There is nothing ambient in the room this guy is the equivalent of walking weapons grade plutonium. There is nothing else ambient. It is all coming from him to the point where it might even be he's the reason there are other things wandering around currently. So so, to to me, the logical question is if we, which precludes all the other things, if we were to help him stay alive, would he still be a really powerful necromancer? Hmm. Because like, if he just wants to write books, cool. Yeah. I, I think we actually had a copy like, you know, they're, they're, they're quite good. They're quite good. Mm. Wouldn't mind more, you know, good, satirized stuff. don't Big trust fan. anything about this situation. He's what? the source of hugely powerful necromantic energy. I, hang on, can I, can I just lay out some options? Yes. Right, option one. We fight him. He seems bloody powerful and has an army of undead at his beck and call. Yes. Mm. So that's going to be problem. Number two. He's telling the truth. He genuinely is woken up by accident and would like to be a proper person again, which actually is admirable to be in that situation. That's what he wants. So fine. I so If he's telling the truth, I don't actually see any problem with this thing. Uh, he's, he's asked, hey, could you end the problem we're always trying to end? And if you find a way, make me a real boy. And then number three, he's telling a lie. Which point, we're back to number one, where we've got to fight him and all of his minions. So even if he wants, like... If, even if he's lying and he wants to get out and take over the world, well, let's deal with this apocalypse and then we can deal with his apocalypse. But either way, we're not mm. dealing with this apocalypse if we don't. Yes. I'd say, uh, this is wild, I'd say this. I could imagine few worse curses to wish upon someone. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Oscar. It's not affecting me. I'm I'm not the one who's uh, stuck down here. All I would say is... I hope if I was ever to find myself in that situation, I would handle it with quite such a plum. <laughs> All right. Mm. So, in which case, I'm... I don't know, maybe stupid, but willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. He wants to be better. You know, He's, he's if, if, if he's telling the truth, he's kept that. That's not nothing. My problem seems to me we're either against the entire world or against the entire world and this geezer. Mm. <laughs> I love that Scrat knows the word geezer. Scratch just gives a sort of shrug, like a... Yeah. Um, I suppose... Do you think we could maybe take a nap in that room, though? (laughs) (laughs) I might not go that far. (laughs) As is quite hurt, and I've used up quite a few of my potions. Uh, Yeah, the one thing is... I I get that. It's just whether... Even if this is safe, how long has Loveless got? Yes. Like, That's, is she going to be yes. able to hold out? I don't know. Should we should we check in on her? Oh, let's ask Babbage. Uh, ask, yeah. Oh, yeah. Babbage can, can communicate. With, they're, both, um, they're both very smart people. Maybe they can help. Right. And I'll 
turn around with my little backpack <laughs> kind of point Babbage at the group I love your mime which doesn't make it across audio and, and you're just yeah. like oh oh it's it's like a kid who's carrying the water yeah. on the hike and it's like get it get it yeah get you've got to grab, grab, grab the, the straps and just like doddle around <laughs> <laughs> who would like to speak with Babbage today can, can we turn the speaker on this time oh I guess yes, actually can. we can yeah that's true yeah can I ask what's going on? It's feeling very <laughs> odd here. Um, it's a very odd situation, actually. Oh, sorry, um, I'm Azu. I don't think we've spoken. Hello, hi. Uh, hello, um, yes, this is a very odd sensation. There's a lot of ambient magic y- here, yes. isn't there? Well, well mm. Charles, we seem to have found ourselves in the crypt under Westminster Abbey, and we've run into Geoffrey Chaucer, <laughs> who... <laughs> Who now I don't How know wildly unlikely different undead <laughs> creatures very well, but if I'm correct, this seems to be he seems to be a lich. Is that the right term? A lich, maybe? I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a not uh, much of a dungeon. Hammond would be looking to to Zolf and Azu at that point. Uh, should we make knowledge religions uh, yeah. for free? Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, fair enough. Mm. An incredibly powerful sapient undead that rules over other undead as if they were a king. Mm. And has magic. However, give me a knowledge religion. Oh, and yeah, powerfully magical, just powerfully magical. Mm. Uh, Oh, not as bad. 21. Oh, 22. Uh, 19. Okay, cool. In which case, then, for, for, the, for the two people who should know, as opposed to the person who stole their knowledge. <laughs> this is how I do friends. I see your interests, I go away, I research the interests, I come back, and then I am too into the interest, and you are confused by both me and the interest. Also, Cell does some of that as well. Hey. Things that you know about liches with those checks. Uh, one, universally evil. Two, as far as you're aware, universally self-made. Hmm. Neither of you can come up with any examples where someone else made someone a lich. You normally have to do a bunch of stuff during your life to convert across. But then why now? And additionally, you have explicitly both been told, if you see a lich, you've got two options. Kill it, or run away and find someone strong enough to kill it. Okay. But I would say some of the stuff that he's been saying doesn't really tally up. Most liches kind of want to rule the world. They kind of want to sit king of their own undead domain. There's definitely something squiffy So if, here. if he was a normal lich with big, big, big bunny ears, <laughs> he'd have probably been like, no, I'm going to fight the big flower monsters because I want to be king. We. If it was a normal lich, you'd have already known because Azu would have been mind-controlled to slaughter the rest of you whilst he made the rest of you cheer her on or something. That makes sense. That's kind of lichy behaviour. Right, so us even having a conversation is like, oh, this is different. Yeah. As a a thing that you would know, standing within 60 feet of a lich is considered such a terrifying ordeal when they're sort of turned on that most mortals can't even be in their presence. They're that evil. Okay. You shouldn't be able to look at it without feeling a visceral aversion and hatred. Mm. Ask is going to communicate this and also add, so now I'm wondering whether Jeffrey himself is not necessarily evil, but whatever magic brought him back is evil. And but as a person, he's okay. When he's a victim, yeah. Mm. So so not Babbage speaks not up. There is 
one consideration. Um, both the, the device itself and um, the, the entities against which we face uh, both interact on a planar level. Yes. There are planes of, of, of great necromantic power. There are there are planes of of, of, of uh, undead and death. Oh. And mortality itself. If the planes themselves are as out of line as we would expect, it's not impossible that such powerful symptoms might manifest. Right, he got got by like the plane of negative energy or something. Ah. We are well beyond the realms of, of any knowable science or magic, but it's feasible. Oh, glad we didn't fall through any of those shards then. Blimey. Though, do forgive me, Occam's razor, it's far more likely he wants to kill you all and is toying with you that he, <laughs> he might extract a long and drawn-out visceral torture. Well, well quite if... frankly, we're already in the Lich's trap, so if he did, we're done. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to fight us, we fight back. But it sounds like, to me, like uh, everything we've figured out is that we should agree to, to, to accept his help and in exchange we'll do our best to lay him to rest and or restore his life. That's it. His two requests have been get rid of the problem Reasonable. we're already trying to deal with yeah. and then help, please. It's not wild mm. pipes up on one thing. There's one complicating factor. Yep. How do we think this is going to interact with the cult of Hades? Given that we know that they're on the, uh, they're not on the level. Do we think there's a complication there? Do we think we, we could ask him? Like, does he? Oh, is he I wonder bug? if he knows anything about them. Yeah. Well, if, yeah, maybe. Well, like, how long is how long has he been dead? Does anyone actually know? I ain't read any of his stuff. Several hundred years. Oh, um, my 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 dad actually had a had a copy, and uh, it it said, oh, "Wait, let me page through the Wikipedia of my mind." <laughs> <laughs> Wild is also looking through the Wikipedia of his mind because Wild knows this info. He just can't seem to find it. <laughs> About uh, like if it is eighteen now, I was uh, about uh, four hundred years. All right. I mean, it's might not worth an ask. Maybe they wonder if they were active, and if he's a lackey, then uh, pfft, I don't know, whatever, right? It's much for muchness. If he's a, a lackey, then we're we're knackered either way, really. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, GM question, please. Yes. I have a slight concern in character that if we agree to something, he's going to bind it with magic somehow. If I have to take magic active, what school of magic is would be the, like the binding of oaths, so I can detect that happening? Most likely enchantment. Mm. Given this, you would expect there to be a combination of enchantment and necromancy, and for the level of strength that you're expecting there, in kind of a binding, binding infernal pact or whatever, even with the massive amount of necromantic energy coming around, it it would be very clear. Yeah, it would okay. be very very obvious. He wouldn't be able to hide that. That's kind yeah, yeah. of baked into the the Faustian bargain. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I have this small concern, of, you know, a magic user that powerful might be able to bind us to an agreement we make, but, I mean, he can't do that without letting us know, I guess, and mm. just if that happens, I guess we'll need to be careful about our wording, because yeah, I mean, someone could use it against us, but maybe it won't even come to that. 
I mean, also, it's, I, I'm inclined to agree to his terms anyway. Yeah, I think that makes sense, unfortunately. Yeah. Can we, can we check on Lovelace, do you think? Just to see if she's okay. Um. Oh, uh, yes, give me, a, give me a moment. There's a sort of sharp squeal of static and then a, a very, very crackly voice comes out. Uh, for free, you'll know there's probably a massive amount of distortion coming from what's effectively the undead god in the other room. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, oh, hello. Yes? How, how are we doing? We're, we're good. How are you? Um, there's definitely something going on outside. I, I don't know what. It, it, uh, it's going off, whatever it is. Right. Right. But I mean outside the complex. They're definitely not in the complex yet. I don't okay. know about that. Good, good. Oh, All right. Yeah. We're progressing well. Um, hopefully not too long now. Yeah, hang, hang tight. Understood. I'll... I'll uh, let let me know if there's anything else, but um, best best of luck. Likewise. Okay. Look after yourself, lovelies. Oh yeah, of course. That certainly increases the urgency. Yeah, I don't. We just, I as much as I'd love to be able to do something, I don't think we can. Okay. Onwards then. Right. Okay. And I think I'll end the episode there. As much as I'd like to go through a, a pact, why don't we do a lot of the legwork, you know, off off audio, and then we can just we can just skip to maybe heads of terms, something that like that. That blue skeleton yeah? was actually a barrister. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the cloud so, was his accountant. Uh, oh no! <laughs> now we're going to need to get in another advisor on tax well, well, ramifications. While I start sourcing an undead clerical staff, I'll see you all next week. Bye all. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Wish we had a Reaper Cheap. Loved Reaper Cheap. That was Grizzop. Nah, you wish it was Grizzop. <laughs> it bloomin' was. Yeah. <laughs> Small, angry, he is, he fast, wants to get up stuff for a done. fight. Yeah. I liked Reaper Cheap. <laughs> what, every, what everybody else liked Grizzop, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun 
and enjoy the episode. 